Welcome to the Lifted for Life podcast, where we aim to break the silence on suicide by sharing our passion, our stories, and hope to share yours too. Hey guys, it's Casey from Lifted for Life, and today we have a very special guest, my Uncle Tom, Tom Bosch here. Um, we're going to go over uh, you know, his experience through life and uh, being him being a retired state trooper um, and different things he's experienced. How you doing, Uncle Tom? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for letting me come and share my opinion. Uh, and we will hope to maybe shed a little light on some different things, uh, life in general. The, the second part of my career was an investigator with the medical examiner's office. Yeah. And uh, as such, I was there for 12 years. Um, and dealt with uh, literally hundreds of suicides, thousands of deaths, but hundreds of suicides uh, throughout uh, Burlington County. So dealing with a bunch of suicides, um, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't have to, you didn't have to see the family. And... Well, that's not entirely accurate. Most of the time, I would right. say almost all the time, obviously we have to deal with the family. Okay. Um, and some of the things I've learned over time was that uh, suicide uh, touches every ethnicity, every age, um, uh, at all walks of life. There isn't, you really can't pin it down to one particular cause, one particular person, type of person. Um, I mean, I've had them all from, you know, teenagers to 90 year olds. Right. Uh, so there's no, uh, which makes it, difficult to uh, try and uh, deal with and pinpoint because it affects so many people, so many walks of life. Well, the only thing we can do is keep talking about it, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. And, and you know, sometimes um, when sometimes, you know, you can tell people there are a lot of times, oftentimes uh, people will uh, have a suicide attempt. Um, I, I believe that that's with uh, obviously a cry for help. Um, and that's probably the, the greatest sign and the most, and the thing you should pay most attention to, uh, because I, I believe that if you really want to do it, you, you will. Yeah. And there's no, when it's an attempt and it's not an unsuccessful attempt, that's, that's, that's probably the loudest cry for help. Now, as far as mental health goes, um, you've had a, a, uh, a great, a tremendous career, um, multiple, you know, state trooper, being a state trooper, and then being a um, working for the medical examiner's office. Um, how how did it affect you mentally? Um, <laughs> I mean, you're on both sides of the ball. Sure. On, on sure. You know. Well, the, both. yeah. Obviously, what brings obviously what brings me here was the fact that uh, your brother uh, yeah. was uh, the suicide that. I guess as far as brought our family together. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe to an extent, the straw that broke the camel's back in my, in my particular case. I, I didn't realize, uh, I didn't realize the, the stress that you're under, that I was under, doing those because, like, it's you go to work and you wait for the phone to ring, and every time the phone rings, it's a death. Yeah. It isn't like nobody calls me, not calling me to go uh, play golf or go out to lunch. 
when I, you know, when, when I'm working, work, it was 12 yeah. hour shifts, most of what, most of which you, you work by yourself. Right. And, uh, you know, after, and that's, you went home for dinner or wherever you went when the phone rang and, and you could almost feel your blood pressure shoot to the roof. Cause you know, uh, you know, you knew it was a death, um, and you didn't know what kind, but you knew you weren't really sure you were, what you were in for investigative wise, but you knew you were in for some, somebody died and you had to deal with them with that situation and you, and your, and it's the family situation, which, um, in, I think in our particular case here, um, uh, we realize, we, we, we realize what happened, uh, maybe not why so much, but in, in other cases, um, because there's such a, a stigma to suicide, nobody wants to talk about it. Like the families, a lot of times don't want to admit, uh, that their loved one committed suicide, uh, you know, for many reasons. Some of it is because it, you, it feels like a failure. If, right. if you, one of your loved ones commits suicide, you're yeah. like, why didn't they come to me? And I would have tried to help them. And well, that's the biggest thing is talking, communicating. Sure. You know, sure. I, but and the other side of that coin is the fact that every so many suicides are different. And I don't mean uh, the, the, the manner of suicide, but um, the, the the mental side of it, one one particular thing may bother somebody so much that they commit suicide. Whereas if they, if that was somebody else's situation, they just slough off. It doesn't bother. Okay. So, you know, somebody called your name or, or, or life dealt you, you know, a raw deal, um, whatever it may be, you, you got yourself into a situation that you, you don't think you can get out of. And the only best way to get out of it is to kill yourself. Well, that's, you know, that's not really the case. Right. But, it, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of different opinions. I remember one particular doctor, um, we were talking, we had a suicide and she said that she felt that people that committed suicide were very brave. And I thought that was an odd thing to say. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And, uh, she said that, um, because you don't know what's on the other side, you, you kill you, you have to be brave in order to face that. And, and um, I was like, well, okay, that, that could be true. I mean, in some religions, it's a sin and other religions, uh, other it's not. So it's a perspective on it you know? for, 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 for sure. That's, that's, that's the, uh, the biggest thing is, is perception, but your perception is your reality. If that's the way you feel. Um, and there are, I, we've had some other ones I remember. Uh, and, and again, you know, I mean, sit here and tell war stories, but that's kind of, that's kind of what people like to hear. Yeah. And, and that's where you draw your experience from, uh, when you have certain things, but there was an old man in his nineties, his wife was sick and he was the caretaker. He got diagnosed with an illness and thought the only way out was to, uh, uh kill her and kill himself to, you know, to put it bluntly. And, um, in his eyes, he didn't want to burden his family with having to take care of both mom and dad. Right. He was in his late, you know, early nineties. And so lived a good life. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's certainly a, a shame that he had to, you know, go through that. Cause I know that, you know, he had adult children, obviously, and, uh, they would have, you know, if he would have talked to them again, we're talking about talking. I'm certain that if, if he would have expressed that to his children, they would say, okay, pop, no problem. We'll, we'll figure it out. Right. This isn't the way to go. That's not the way to go. 
And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying sometimes you can you rationalize. You rationalize. We try to rationalize the irrational behavior of others, which is very difficult to do. You put yourself in someone else's shoes and, and think about um, what must have been going through that person's mind. Uh, you know, to take his wife, who you know probably been married fifty years or whatever, take his wife's life and then take his own life. But he thought that was his only way out, and it, and it is. It wasn't. I mean, just communicating is, is, I mean, I feel like every time, you know, we talk to somebody or, or, you know, I reach out in the, in the suicide awareness community and, and the biggest thing is communication. You know, it all comes down to communication. That's exactly right. And it's hard to do. Again, we took, we right. said it earlier, there's such a stigma to suicide. Families don't, they, a lot of times, you know, they just don't want to admit that they're, that, you know, they, they, they couldn't have killed themselves, you know. Somebody had to kill them, or, or somebody poisoned them, or somebody did this, or somebody did that. But yeah. that doesn't. You know. I mean, in, in my perspective, um, you know, before losing Corey, I I never even thought about suicide. You right. know, I never even thought about the awareness part of it or the prevention part of it. I never even thought about that. You know, yeah. so that's what you know. That's what brings our family here. You know. Um, we have a strong team behind us. So if, if anybody has questions, um, shoot us an email. Um, if you guys got questions for uncle Tom here, you know, shoot us an email and we'll, we'll be sure to get them answered. Um, but you know, we're not finished talking. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk a little longer here. Um, so now that you're, you know, you're, you're currently retired. Correct. Um, How's, how's your blood pressure? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, well, to be honest, I just had it checked uh, this week, and I was taken off one of the blood pressure medicines. There so. you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. Now, the, the we talked about being able to talk about things, and and that's really the, the uh, where your perception comes in, um, and how how difficult it is uh, to to be able to go to someone and say, Hey, listen, I need some, cause I need help. Yeah. But because like you just said, it, it never, suicide never crossed your mind. And I'm, I'm sure that that's the case for a lot of people. Right. And, and, and a lot of people also say, man, cause you, we casually often casually say, I, you know, I should, I'm going to blow my brains out, you know, because of something happened, something stupid happened, or you just, uh, if you hear, and, and for us here in this family, when someone says that, we all go, Oh, well, yeah, I need to go, well, that's yeah, not what I mean. Yeah, yeah but before, I mean, yeah. it was like, yeah, what are, you know, ha-ha. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a ha-ha, but it's not so funny anymore. Yeah, no. And, uh, but but we do, as a society, tend to say that just because, you know, you think, uh, you know, I'm going to, just going to uh, end it all because I don't want to deal with whatever whatever's going on. Um, do you think there's like a lack of, a lack of personal responsibility for, for one individual to say something like that? No, I don't think so. I just think it's, I just think it becomes just as almost cliche, just a cliche, something that people say, um, because like I said before, I mean, everybody says it, uh, in, in a moment of stress or, or in a moment of just, even in just despair, you're pulling your hair out because the kids are running yeah. around or, or bills aren't paid something, you know, even if you, you, know, you get a jury duty, a jury duty notice and you're like, ah, <laughs> kill myself to get out of that. But, uh, uh, which is the funny part of it, but when when we step into the reality of it, nobody ever wants to 
sit down with someone that they love and go, listen, I, I was thinking about the end of my life. Right. Um, and because um, I think that when someone says that to you, it probably takes your breath away, if, especially if you don't know what to do or you don't know what to say. And the best thing to say is, all right, hold on a second there. Let's take a step back, take a breath. Do we need professional help in here? Do we have to? Because that's what everyone's afraid about. They're going to put me away. I'm going to you know, do this or do that. But, you know, you have to, you may need professional help. You may just need to say, hey, listen, what do you, what's the problem? And you say, well, you know, I got a speeding ticket and I got eight points and I'm going to lose my license. I'm going to lose my job. Well, hold on a second. That's not, okay, that may be so, but not the end of the world. Let's, let's figure that out. Let's, let's get through it. And most people go, most people get through it. Yeah, we talk, you know, uh, tough times don't last, tough people do. And somebody told me that once. So, yeah. So the fact that you, you know, you're retired, you're off blood pressure medication yeah. now. What do you, what do you plan on doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Golfing? Yeah. Golfing well, and- I, I think, uh, uh, my plans, our plans now are to, uh, and try to try to enjoy life a little bit, really. That's really what the right, what is you, you've you know. I'm sure every day was stressful since you've started yeah. your career. It's a 40 years in, of law enforcement uh, is probably enough, and uh, so now we can uh, we just you know as you know you know your mother and father and my wife and I went we went down to Florida and enjoyed ourselves. There was no stress, no no fuss, no muss. Had a good time and and relaxed. Um, Again, because, you know, your mother wanted to get away um, because the anniversary of your brother's death was a two-year anniversary was coming up. And that's the other thing that people don't understand is who you leave behind and what it does to you. Um, I don't know that uh, um, anybody ever quite recovers from that, which is another thing that if you're thinking about harming yourself, consider the people who care for you and what it'll do to them. Uh, Corey's Corey is my second nephew that committed suicide. Uh, my brother's son committed suicide about 10 years ago or so. Um, and that was when I got that call. I mean, that was one that took me to my knees because I didn't, I would never have thought that kid would have killed himself. He was it never, you know, it was never any sign. So sometimes Sometimes that happens. There's no sign. There's no rhyme or reason. And, and but I would love to, you know, talk to some different people and get their perspective of what happens. You know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, how they feel and and, and what their perspective is towards you know what happened towards the loss of their loved one. Yeah, because I think you. I think we'll all realize that you. It isn't. It isn't something that you get over. No. Definitely not. I mean, I don't think not uh, certainly not. I don't think ever. I would say you know certainly not quickly, um, but the, uh, it's just because you're never gonna get that answers that you want. I think. No, that's the biggest thing. No, not not the answers, but um, I remember you know eight days from now I would wake up every morning, happy birthday, bro. Yeah, you know, and I sure. don't you know that we don't have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can you know talk to him above and, and sure. hit him that way. But, um, that's the thing. Like when, when that happens, you know, you don't realize who's left behind, 
you know, that temporary pain that he was in could have been easily solved the next sure. day, the oh, day after. Exactly. Um, especially in his case, that, that whatever, that was. And, and, and realistically, some of it is, is our perspective of what we think the reason that he committed suicide. Right. And again, um, um, certain, one of the things that I uh, talk to people about, my own detectives over the course of time, because we saw so many bad things and someone, you know, why would somebody do that? Or, you know, to someone else or to themselves or, you know, why? And it's uh, oftentimes it's just irrational behavior and you can't rationalize irrational behavior. You want to put a spin on it to make you try and understand it and maybe at least feel better about it or, or have an idea of why someone would do something like that. But in reality, it's all speculation. Most of the cases I've had over the years, too, very few leave a note. Some, sometimes, for whatever reason, a note. And most of the times, believe it or not, the notes start out with, I'm sorry. And and so you, you put that in your head. Go, well, if you're sorry, why are you done? So yeah. they know that it, it's going to cause a heartache because they that's the opening line in their notes are, I'm sorry, but, and then it's but, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the but might be. But it seems as though most people are sorry. And I think sometimes people think that I'm just going to kill myself today and tomorrow will be a better day. Yeah. And you go, well, it doesn't work that way. No, <laughs> You're no, dead forever. No. Yeah. You, I mean, whether you believe in the other side or not, I mean, you're still. I can't see you. Yeah. We can't see you. And, and you know, we don't, you're just leaving a ton of hurt behind, you know, and I, I just, I, I kind of don't, I don't like this month as it, yeah. as it is. Sure. Um, it, it's just, uh, I mean, I have a different perspective on life myself now after this and, and, you know, here at Lifted for Life, we plan on, we plan on changing the world, you know, that I, I want to leave an imprint on people to understand that it's okay to communicate. It's okay to talk. You know, nobody's here to judge. Um, I think a lot of, I, I think a lot of young adults, you know, going, going into adulthood, you know, they're not expecting bills, you know, <laughs> to be adults. They're not expecting to be adults, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, for, uh, life is hard, but that doesn't mean you got to give up. And there's always, there's almost always an answer. Like, we're, we don't claim to be experts here. We don't claim to be, you know, doctors. But uh, what we claim is that we've seen it, we lived it, and uh, experience. through experience and really, uh, if we could help anybody or if we can prevent another family from having to deal with it, that right. would be a home run for us. We would yeah. think that's the whole purpose of this. Like one, one person's life. One save would be. One save which, is tremendous. Would be phenomenal. Sure. So, well, I think that's it. Um, Uncle Tom, thank you very much for uh, coming on and giving your experience. It's my pleasure. Uh, maybe we'll have you on in a couple of more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That would be great. And hopefully, you know, somebody reaches out to you and, and, even if we uh, if we don't have the answer, we can certainly steer you in the right direction. Yes. Yep. So, like I said, guys, if you have any questions, comments, email us at liftedforlife09 at gmail.com. Um, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, guys. Thank you.